Hello and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast. I'm Paul and I am here with Gar. Gar. I think I think that's me. I still See, think that's me. You're I think here, so. You? I am here. here. I think so. Today. I think so. Um, today we have a, a little episode for you that, which is a strange one. Basically, we all know um, albums that are almost perfect. So this episode is entitled Rough in the Gem as opposed to Gem in the Rough or Diamond in the Rough. Very clever. Very clever. But, uh, there, is, uh, there is some albums that are almost perfect to us yeah. where there's a skipper now the one the way i've approached and me and gary often approach things differently and i think i like that because there's with different ways to do mm. things i've picked ones where the song may or may not be an absolute disaster but it's a skipper for me i i, I just yeah. find it either breaks the momentum of the album or it it just doesn't fit yeah dramatically that, yeah 100 that's the way i, so, I went at it yeah definitely yeah. This, this. I, I certainly I can certainly say none of the songs I've picked are are good. I wouldn't have picked a good. I let I'd let off some albums if like this like there's some albums that have a song that just doesn't fit on it. Yeah, it's good. So you wouldn't skip it. So these yeah, are just ones you. that ta- that taint the overall feel of an otherwise perfect album. So, yeah, I'm the same. Like, the song like I don't think anything that I picked is like shy. It's just it's it's not up to the same standard as the rest of the songs on the album. It's like, like I said, it's a skipper. Shy. It's a skipper. Yeah. I am. Um, yeah, like in the grand scheme of things, some of mine aren't really that bad. I just think, uh, as a frame of reference, and put next to the rest of them, as you were saying, they mm. really make them look fucking bad. It looks like a, a bit of a, a chink in the armor, or else just a, a crack. It just looks yeah. fucking out of place. Um, there was there was one that I wanted desperately to put on it, but here's a funny story. There's mm. an Irish band called The Prayer Boat who had a, an album, Politian, out in '99. Mm. And I bought it and I was like, fucking hell, this is not my type of music, like singer-songwriter. Now it's a band, but it's still yeah. a singer-songwriter with a band behind them. Um, and the album is so fucking good, but there was one song on it called Slow Down, which was mm. sounded like Simply Red. And it's so <laughs> shit. And it was number four on the album and it broke the absolute darkness. Yeah. And it was a big happy pop song. And I wanted to put it on it and I realized they actually took that song off. They made it perfect. They did what I wanted them to do. I would always skip that one. Yeah. Every release after 99, it was gone. that song take, taken off it. Ooh. And I, I wish I still had a copy of the original one, actually, yeah. because I have a 2001 copy where yeah. even the album cover, is. they made that darker. It's a fit with the theme of the album. It's yeah, really yeah. dark. dark album, but this song was gammy. I wanted to put that on it, but it's not on Spotify because they ah, just erased that from history. And um, the one I was, think I, was, I was playing with was uh, fundamentally loads of uh, mechanical animals. That album is fucking almost perfect. That's yeah. but then again, I listened to it again. So I was like, I wouldn't even skip it. I wouldn't yeah. skip it. At the end of the album, it's it's coming to a close anyway, and it finishes with two outrageous songs: "Last Day on Earth" and "Coma Away." I'm not I'm not sure if "Coma Away" is on all the releases, yeah. but it finishes from on my CD anyway with the two of them. And uh, mm. before that, the fundamentally loads of meh. So yeah, now I've picked six that I. Could care less. Couldn't care less. If they yeah, were I could them. definitely. Pretty much everything I picked here, if it didn't exist, it wouldn't bother me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That's kind of the way I look at it. There's one or two there that I'm like, eh, like if it's on, I'll, it's fine. But in the context of the album, I think it's uh, yeah. it just it just doesn't work for me. It just doesn't work. So, uh, so tell me what your first rough in the gem. Uh, my first one that I picked was uh, the Smiths, and I picked the song "Miserable Loy" off their debut album, The Smiths. It's just doesn't it's it's a bit of a weak song is it actually yeah yeah it I just doesn't work 
I don't know if I skip it, but I know that it's. I know that I. Yeah, it could be. It could be done without. It just doesn't. Like okay, so it's nineteen eighty four. Self debut. Self title debut album. Rough trade. Put it out. Um, we covered a history on indie retrospective a while ago, so you want the whole the whole fucking background yeah. to Smiths go and go and do it. And um, we did mention that the album was recorded twice, recorded once and handed to Rough Trade. And um, apparently, what they had done is they were put into like this basement in recording here, this sweaty tiny box room to record because they wanted to try and capture the whole kind of theme um, yeah. of of how Smith sounded. And um, apparently, the heat was so intense that it fucked with the instruments and all. Like stuff was going out of tune. So like the the song would start off in tune perfectly fine, but by the end of it, it would be all over the place. And uh, the producer was like, "That's great, like that's super." And the band were like, "It's not really, mate." And when I was handed over to Rough Trade, Rough Trade were like, "Absolutely not. We're going back to re-record this." Like now, apparently, even when they finished the second version of it, which which Rough Trade, Rough Trade signed off on, and the lads in the band were like, "It's still not great." Morrissey in particular was like, mm, "I don't know about this. Yeah. I'm not 100." But the album itself stayed in the charts for 33 weeks. Like it done done yeah. big big fucking business. But like this song, like. There was mention, I was reading something about the, the band wanted another couple of weeks to work on, on the album, um, but apparently they'd gone so far over budget because they had to re-record it, and it had to be, first of all, the first version of the album, they tried to get remixed, they were like, maybe we can salvage it, maybe we can, we can kind of remix this into something um, useful, but apparently it was all out of time, it was all out of tune. It was just, it was deemed necessary to start again. So by the time they were actually done with their, their second recording of the album, the label were like, well, just, that's it, we're fucking done. There's no more time being <laughs> put into it. Yeah. We're out. Yeah. So like, I have a feeling that this might be a casualty. It's just this song, just, it just starts, it starts off so miserable. Like, and even, even miserable, like, like beyond Smith's miserable. For the Smiths, yeah. Like, it's just, it's so, it's so drony and dire and like. It's very hard to fit those kind of songs onto albums. Because yeah. You don't want them standing out at the forefront on side A. Is yeah. It's side A, maybe. I think it is. I think it's like track three or something like that. It's just, I don't know. It, like, it starts off so dire, and yeah. then it just explodes into this kind of like super fucking, uh, I, I'm going to say 80s, but, but it, fuck, it was yeah. like. But like, it just explodes into this like kind of Smith singer. Like, all right, okay, we have a Smith song going on now. All right, we, we got some Smiths. Because Smiths, to me, were able to kind of balance that kind of like tongue in cheek misery, and then they burst into something that makes you want to kind of dance. You know what I mean? That, that, yeah. That's always the way. Like they, they have that kind of juxtaposition yeah. built into them. Sarc- sarcasm, and, yeah. And but this just doesn't yeah. like this. Just when this goes into the the kind of the pickup bit, you're like, oh, here we go. And then Morrissey just starts singing in this like real shit falsetto. I yeah, I never really liked this song. I never yeah. really knew whether other Smiths fans liked it or not, but I never I, really said it. I, I, really I don't think I've ever asked any of them. I'm sure they're like, oh, because Smiths people are Smiths people. They've never released yeah. anything bad. Um, yeah. It's just, <laughs> like, considering, like, Reel Around the Fountain and Pretty Girls Make Graves and Hand and Glove, what difference does it make? All that kind of stuff, all that's on there. Like, you know, Stone That's Cold my favorite Smith songs. What difference what does it make? That's savage, yeah. Um, like there's some stone cold killers, you know. Like pretty girls make graves, just fucking so good. There's so many good songs on there, and then <laughs> like this, you know. And again, it's not shy. It's just what the fuck is it? Like it doesn't. It's this is a skipper for me. Like if if I'm close yeah. enough to the record player or the CD player, or I have the phone in my hand, like I'll just. Oh, meh, onto the next one. Me, the the problem we have a lot of the time, and I'm gonna I'm gonna be brutally honest with you, is that if right. I put an album on 
and I skip one song, I'll end up skipping a lot of them. So I have to. I yeah, generally, once you get into that mode, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Once you get into that mode, you, you start getting picky, yeah. and that's what happened. Yeah. That's that's what happened with the iPad. Oh, big out. time, big time! Just the attention span was just dead, and I want. Yeah. I, I just want to skip to the ones that I really like. And because of that, like the last kind of twenty years, I've ended up kind of only listening to like a quarter of albums that I know. That's the great thing about records. You definitely can't. Yeah, be yeah. Like, could you be arsed? You might. You might damage it. You know what I mean? I know there's a few <laughs> record players that can do that. Mine can. They find the they find the groove in the next song. Yeah, mine has a laser. Um, oh, really? Yeah, oh, my right. my record player the, the the arm on it is kind of parallel to the front, so it's flat bar. It slides left and right as opposed to twisting on a hinge. And um, mm. when you put the record on, it scans it and then it flashes on the front of it. It's old, like it's an eighties record player, but it flashes like one through seven. So if you want like track four, you press press the button four <laughs> and it <laughs> and drops it on track four. It's dead handy. Only works on uh, black vinyl. A really dark point, right. yeah. <laughs> but you can manually do it obviously yourself. But th- that's one of the reasons I like my record players, it's super safe. Um, like me lifting the needle has no like I press an up button and up it comes, and I press the return button, and it, like the robot brings it back to the resting position. I don't have Branch. to touch, yeah. My finger never ever goes near the needle, yeah. Um, but yeah, that's that's my force and miserable. I just it just doesn't work on this album again. If I was in a fucking pub and I had a few points, I mean, I came on, I'd be sitting there. Woo! probably alongside him you know what i mean it'd be fine but in the context yeah. of smith smith's um which is like th- th- there's no such thing as a bad bad smith's album they're all so, fucking amazing some would say it mars the album oh. um I don't, uh, in Mar- fact the more i see of it <laughs> johnny mars a bit of a fence sitting cunt and anyways he probably never had it bad to say about it yeah. yeah, it was great. Was it? Was it great? Yeah, yeah. it was great. Yeah. What was the the next one like? Yeah, it was fun. It was good. I enjoyed it. Yeah. What was it like when you, when your car fucking fell off the road? Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Cunt never has anything bad to say about anybody. Are good? <laughs> um, he's just happy to be there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's what. Listen, that's my force. And like I said, um, I'm sure people there's, there's gonna there's definitely gonna be um pure Smiths fans out there who are gonna be yeah. like, no, miserable life is fucking amazing. Like, how do how do you not like that? I just can't listen. In particular, I can't listen to that. <laughs> like out an hour, and he does it in a few songs, and it works in some songs. But Jesus Christ, man, it's just it's too much. Along with the in particular that that fucking oh, at the start, yeah. When it kicks into the Smith show, I'm like, oh, here we go with the fucking drums are bump thumping, and I'm like, here we go, fucking <laughs> fucking sing sing it, Maja, mad bastard, and then fucking all of a sudden, no, see you later, yeah, no, skip. Uh, that's my first one. Who was your first one? My first one is, uh, I hope people know some of these so they can either agree or disagree. I'd rather... Well, then go and listen to the album now. We've got the Spotify link. They have, they have to do... They have to should listen to the album first. Mine is uh, Porcupine Tree. Oh, yeah. And the song is Lazarus. <laughs> I listened off. to this earlier. The song is, yeah, track three off their 2005 almost masterpiece. No, it is a masterpiece. Deadwing is. Um, I really don't know what Stephen Wilson, the lads, were thinking putting this mm. on, especially at track three. After the first two tracks, so you start off with Dead, Dead Wing, the title track, which is like a really sinister, pulsating, mm. uh, almost electronic but it's not an uh, opener. Then it's followed by the, like, it's just this riff-driven banger called Shallow that's real catchy yeah. and instantly straight into something that easily could be on a Will Young album. Like, mm. just, it's just this melancholy pop but 
And I know, I know that later on the song gets a little bit better with the orchestration and stuff. Or is it orchestration? I think, I think I always skip it. This is why I don't know much about the end of the song because I don't get there. <laughs> I don't, this is a, a lot of a lot of Porcupine Tree fans adore this song, and yeah. I know that a lot of my friends are torn on whether Lazarus is good or not. For me, I try so much, but I think when you open an album with the two songs, Deadwing and Shallow like that, mm. and then you go into Lazarus, and then you follow it up with Halo, which is another absolute banger. Halo, for anyone who doesn't know, was one of the songs that came free on the Xbox 360 hard disk. Hmm. I think it was Shallow or Halo. Pretty sure. I don't Halo is another phenomenal song, but then just and the rest of the album. So after this, you get six more bangers. After Lazarus, you get six yeah. bangers. But there's something about that song. I swear, it's so. Follow me down to the yeah. valley. Love I listened to it earlier. It's it's weird. It's weird. I don't know how I feel about it. And at the end of it, it gets a little bit better, but I just can't deal with it. I still like. I have this. I don't have this on vinyl. I think it was. They got re-released a while ago. Mm. It's a 2005 album. It's probably released for the first time. Um, and I wasn't paying fucking 40 quid or whatever. Yeah. I have it on CD from the time it came out. Mm. And I stuck it on the car again a few months ago and I still skipped this song. Yeah. I just... The good thing about it is when it when it comes out, you go into it goes into Halo, which is just a big... Halo is just a fucking banger. Yeah. Big riffs all over it and it's got catchy mm. bits in it. And it's just... It feels like a proggy song, mm. but I do not. A lot of prog albums have a song like this on it, and a lot of people will say <laughs> that uh, Epitaph of In the Court of King Crimson it, that comes in at track either two or three mm. as well and instantly gives you a feel of this. But that's a good song, yeah. So, this this is one Dead Wing 2005 by Porcupine Tree is a banger of an album for yeah. me. Save for one track, Lazarus. Yeah, that's it. Not more I can say about it. I'm not going to get into fucking porky. Yeah, this is not going to be the longest podcast ever, which is fine. No, which no. for the so cat, that'll be your... two and a half hour epics. <laughs> no, it was your next one. My next one is proof that nothing in the entire world is perfect. Helmet, nothing in the entire world is helmet, and um, nothing in the entire world is helmet. Um, I am, I am entirely, well, yeah, you are entirely. Um, yeah, nothing's perfect. Um, because I picked. I had a choice between two songs on what is uh, probably both of our favourite albums of all time. And it's Radiohead. Oh, yeah, I had two choices, right? On the one album. On the one album. <laughs> yeah. not defeat the purpose of... Not really. Picking this album. Not if really. There's two, if there's two marks on it, then it's... No. Right. One, well, I don't, think I don't think there's a single bad misstep, so I'm, I'm interested to hear. One I know I'm wrong know. about. One I know I'm wrong about, so I didn't put it on. Is it electioneering? It. Yes. Yeah, a lot of people feel that way about electioneering. Yeah. It doesn't sound right, no. but I still love the song. I love electioneering, right? And I well, would, you're right in the I would never it skip does. it. Yeah. It's, it's, it sounds it sounds like it's from the bands. Yeah, it just there's something about it where it's it's slightly out of place. And it could be it could be because it follows the song, well <laughs> the piece picked. that I picked, which is fitter happier, right? Now Oh uh, no, we're gonna right? have to disagree. We're now here's the thing, right? I don't necessarily dislike fitter happier right i just yeah. don't however it bothers me that it's on that album i wish it was like an intro or an outro right. it bothers me that it's oh, in the middle but it's it's own song as well yeah it's that it's track. well it's just it, it wouldn't even bother me if like side a track one was fitter happier but the fact that it's it's thrown in the middle there always fucks me up a bit 
because yeah. I'm listening to all these fucking Whopper songs. I'm like, oh my God, like this just literally gets better every time I listen to it. And I'm hearing new stuff every single time. And then this fucking comes on and I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> and, and I've heard it so many fucking times now. I can like, I, I start reading it off in my own head and it just, it bothers yeah, they're, they're, I agree in some sense. Once you've heard Fitter Happier, it loses what it was supposed to do. More first and more. I'm, yeah, first time like, I heard it, I was like, like, what's going on? It's like re-watching the Blair Witch Project. Yes, or something. exactly. It's, I know, I know so, what's going to happen. And um, like yeah. I said, I almost picked electioneering because the second Fitter Happier, Fit Happier is over, you hear that. That's, that's the I'm, only part of the album I will like accept. <laughs> it might be divisive. Yes. And, and, and there's no dead... Like, it, it is subjective whether that part of the album works well, especially yeah. those two together. It's just for me. It's not really in keeping with with the album. It, it throws me off every time. And like I said, I wish it was the fourth or the last track to let me know that like the yeah. album's over, or to let me know what the fuck's going to happen because it's just it's this computer generated voice over a lot of samples and weird soundtrack kind of synthy. I, stuff. I actually love it because of the first time I heard it, I went, "Holy shit! This album is it." It, it separated it like everything about Radiohead on that album was yeah. letting me know it was different. But when I got to that, I went, holy shit, this is just pure uh, capitalist modern day anxiety put into a fucking... Yeah, very much so. It's surreal, just, a surreal, yeah. creepy, unnerving song. It was but, proof that they were allowed to do whatever the fuck they wanted as well, which is yeah, wonderful you, to hear. If you... It's like a lot of things. It's also like the dream sequence of a video game or a mm. movie. At first, it has its job to do, but... Yeah, it doesn't. It doesn't give you anything more. It doesn't grow on you more. No, it just in fact, it will lose flavor after a while. No, I still love it, and I still don't skip it at all because yeah. I do. The more you listen to the music in the background, it's phenomenal. It's great. The music's great. There's just something about it being so different and so alien, yeah. which I assume is its idea. That it, whenever I like, uh, I never really skip it. I just, I always think about skipping it. It's the only song that I think about skipping. Put it that way. There's an element of novelty to that song. It, yeah. do, it has, it has more of a, an effect than it does have musical merit. Yeah, it's just a piece, you know. And it, and the first time you hear it, it you see, God, it, it just it sets that it set part of the standard of the album. But I know what you mean. I still love it, and I don't skip it. Because something, I like I said, there's something about it. There's also having to explain it to people. Like if you tell people, like, listen, like who haven't heard that album, you go, listen, you do yourself a favour. Doesn't matter all, all your metal mates have been slagging Radiohead your entire life. Doesn't matter, right? You're 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 yeah. nearly forty now. You have to go and listen to this album. It's time. You know what I mean? It's fucking yeah. time to eat something other than fucking chocolate ice cream. So go and listen to the album. And whenever I do this, they come back and go, like, I don't know, what's that fit or hat, that robot voice thing? What's that going? And I have to kind of explain it to like, them. Yeah, but if they don't like that, then if they don't get that. It's not much, it's not hard to get. Yeah, exactly. It's not, it's, I'm not even trying to gatekeep it. It's just, I mean, how, if you're watching a movie and something surreal and really weird happened, would you go, you know, people go, what was that being that film? That made no sense. I'm like, well, did you feel, made you feel awkward? Yeah. Well, then that's what it was supposed to do. Yeah. Yeah, I know what you mean, though. When it's people just, come back and go, like, oh, don't get that bit. I'm like, well, you did, you did get it. You just don't realize you got it. Yeah, you That even know. sounds really pretentious. That sounds so pretentious. <laughs> but what I'm saying is if they come back with a problem with that song, if they just understand what it is yeah. that they were feeling, or I said, it made me feel awkward, but it's like, it's stupid. It's not stupid. But yeah, I, mean, I there's no way to come across. Yeah. I, I, I just, I just, I have a thing about that song where, like I said, it's the only one that I ever even think about. Like, I don't really need to hear this yeah. again. I just no, want I've, it. Yeah. I've heard, I've heard people come to me or, or talk to me about it and say, 
that's creepy. I skipped that. Perfect. They've yeah. put words yeah, that, that into might work. Yeah, exactly. That might work. Perfect. Anyway, yeah. that was my second. It's fit or happier by Radiohead. Like I said, I considered electioneering, but I know it was wrong. It just, uh, it's so jarring compared to the rest of the album. But that's It is actually jarring when that comes yeah. out. Yeah. yeah. And I, but like I love it. it. I love it. Um, but it's not, uh, it doesn't ruin the album in any way. Uh, well, who was your next one? My next one is sort of, a dodgy choice. I don't know. Some people may or may not disagree with this because of why it's on this album. So this is a song called Monolith by Be The Band. Yeah. Now, the Be The Band were, were a Scottish group um, that did kind of... They're kind of a cult band, yeah, to be honest with you. They're one of those bands, bands that other bands love or else if you got it the first time around, it was great. I think, personally, they're not a hard, hard band to get into at all. They have really easy songs to get into and it's mm. proven in that movie High Fidelity when they play Droid Around to yeah. see if they can sell copies of the album on the spot. People I was, was going to say, one of the first times I, I, I think I'd heard the name but I never heard the music. Yeah. Um, and then I watched High Fidelity and they were talking about a fucking beta band and I was like, oh, yeah. okay, all right, all right. And that's what they sound like. All right, yeah. And yeah. I, got, I might have bought a record or two after that. So the first album that they released is the three EPs that they released that's right, yeah. put together. So the three EPs are... Um, Champion versions, the Paddy Paddy sounds, and then Los Amigos del Vida Banditos. Mm. So the problem in here lies, weirdly, the, the three EPs thrown onto the same album works. It mm. shouldn't, or it might not. It might sound more, it does sound like a collection, mm. but it also sort of works, except except for Monolith. And the reason Monolith doesn't work is because it's a 15 and a half minute long yeah, bit of experimental samples. I put I put it on earlier and I lasted halfway through it before I even realized. There's actually it's nothing. There's, there's nothing actually wrong with it. If it was on mm. the back, it doesn't jar, it doesn't annoy you. And it has some nice little uh, bits in it. Actually, it has a, a drawn out sample of Droid Around. A little. It bit sounds. Do you know what it sounded like? Is in it. It sounded a little bit like some of the kind of later Nine Inch Nails stuff where he was doing that, going for that soundtracky kind of feel to yeah. me. Where it's just kind of yeah. big loops and it's 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 never driving anywhere. It's just chugging along. It sounds like it sounds like you've fallen asleep in a car and you're mm. going in and out of consciousness. You can hear birds, but you can also hear the radio in the background. It's yeah. fine. It was 15 minutes long, and what I wouldn't have put this on this playlist if this had been the last song on one of the EPs because then it wouldn't have merited me. Yeah. Well, some all people would have went. Well, it's the last song on the EP, mm-hmm. but it comes out as the middle song on the album. There you but go. the problem is, it's not the last song on the EP. In fact, it comes in at a really fucking annoying time, on, even on the EP. So EP is almost perfect. That's yeah. the Paddy Paddy sounds. That's probably my favorite mm. of all of them um, because it's solid. But it has the worst song, and it has that fifteen minutes. It got that's the third song out of four. So, mm. although I think it's released initially as double a double LP mm. for an EP so one song per side yeah. as far as I know that's fucked up um, but that is, like that gives you the opportunity to skip it but on CD let's say you have that on CD yeah. or even on its own as an EP you can skip that it's 15 minutes before it yeah. goes into so it starts off with the EP starts off with Inner Meet Me which is my favourite Be The Band song by mm. while. then the house song which is a bit more fun uh, that's seven and a half minutes. Then it goes into Monol. It's 15 minutes, 48 seconds. Yeah, it's too much. And it's not doing anything for me at all. Yeah. And then she's the one. The problem really lies though when you listen to the whole album through. Every song on it is fucking fantastic. It gets to that. Except it's now, this, yeah. 
it's now a 15 minute break in the center of an album, which could work. You see, here's the thing though. It doesn't work on vinyl because I have, I bought the box set yeah. of the three EPs. Cleverly now it's back to the three EPs because mm. they're put on, on a separate discs. So it's back to the original format, but it's still oh, yeah. all the three EPs. I'm not listening to the 15 ever. Yeah. It's just, no, no, thanks. No. So if you take it, some people will disagree or agree with me putting on this. It, the three EPs is now established as an album. It is. It's just yeah. the three EPs. It's an album. It's like a collection, but it's still an album. So sometimes mm. some bands have the best of the, the early years as their first album, and it just works somehow. Mm. This is it. I have to put the uh, monolith on because be the band fans know what I'm talking about. Some people will listen to the whole thing through. Ask me absolute bollocks. Mm. Who is your next one? Uh, my next one's a big one, and it's Yellow Submarine by the Beatles off Revolver. Yeah. I don't like that song at all, but I don't, I'm trying to think, is, is there any other stuff off Revolver? Don't really like Re- Revolver, I think, is up there with um, OK Computer for me, um, in terms of like pretty much like top tier, top 10 albums probably ever made, you know? Um, yeah. I can't get enough of Revolver. It's, it's just so much going on. It's fucking amazing. Um, but it's 1966. 1966, the seventh Beatles album, um, Yellow Submarine, was a single, a double A-side single with Eleanor Rigby on the other side. So, what the fuck? Um, yeah. Which is their first Jesus. ever song that had no rock instrumentation in it. Uh, this is a this is a Ringo song, is it? It's No, it was written by Lennon and McCartney. It was meant to be a children's song. Oh. And um, they just gave it to Ringo. Like, we don't really want to be seen to be singing this, so you can have it, Ringo. Um, put it on Revolver so they put it on Revolver yeah like it, it might have even worked on Sgt. Pepper's but it de- like not on fucking Revolver or Magical um, Mystery Tour although that's it <laughs> after wasn't it I don't know yeah so you've yeah, got yeah. you've got Rubber Soul on 65 Revolver on 66 and Sgt. Pepper's in 67 now the thing about right, Revolver yeah, is, yeah. is Revolver suffers from uh, what you were talking about earlier um, with that Irish band that just changed the layout there was there was multiple different versions of Revolver depending on, okay. on what country you're in so the UK version had 14 tracks and the US version only had 11 and they were uh, the order was different on them and it was weird and the same sessions then um, the same uh, actually believe it or not the Smith Smiths was kind of the same originally uh, um, this chairman man wasn't on the album and then it was put onto the album later so you can kind of tell what version of the album you have if it has this oh, chairman right. man on it um, <laughs> so Revolver's kind of the same there was uh, three or four songs that were kind of played with, depending on what country you were in. So there's this, yeah. it was only in 1987 when the, the kind of the CD version of Revolver was put out that it was decided um, by the remaining members of the band and by, by the record label that this is the version of Revolver. This is it. So if you yeah. buy a version of Revolver now, you get fucking the one, I think it's got 14 songs. I think it's the UK version. Um, and that's like Kanye West for revising his album. Yeah, exactly. Um, so it's it's it was the nineteen eighty seven version that was decided upon as being like this is Revolver now. Okay, so like worldwide, this is it. And um, it, once that came out, all the Beatles historians kind of came out of the woodwork and they were like, okay, well, originally, like originally, Sgt. Pepper's was the Beatles' top fucking album, and then now that this is the final version of this. This revolver is the best fucking. So the, yeah. it's one of those things where the criti- once that version, that 1987 version came out, all the critics kind of rev- revised their lists and said, yeah. "Okay, revolver is the best Beatles album." Just 
um, yeah. because they made it the way it should it exactly it's yeah, it's the way it was better. kind of supposed to be done um but like you've got like taxman eleanor rigby she said she said i'm only sleeping and then you've got yellow submarine just plonked out an hour in the middle of it and it's like oh for fuck's sake i can't i can't enjoy that song like i know i get it and it's an extremely well written song yeah but how is me any different to bernie the dinosaur song exactly now here's the weird thing is that they were after doing um because the beatles are making films all the time as well right and garbage garbage dirt and um, (laughs) they had it was around the recording of Revolver that the idea for the movie Yellow Submarine came into the head about doing it, doing the animating, uh, doing an animated yeah. movie. <laughs> so I have a feeling that it was going to be going to be another two or three, I think two years before that movie was out. I think it was like 1967, 68, something like that, before that movie came out. That, that ties the whole idea together, obviously. Yeah. yeah. So I, I think they might have been just kind of sowing the seeds where if this album done well and I had this key track that was like their lead single, their double A side with Eleanor Rigby, and I was going to sell a fuck ton. And then in a couple of years' time, they've got a movie that comes out named after it, and it's the cover of it is a yellow submarine. Like yeah. it was just, it seems to me like it was just a, a smart bit of marketing more than uh, them trying to flex kind of musical muscles because the rest of the album is Jesus Christ, I'm it's so good. And then you've just got this, and again, but yellow submarine's not a bad song, it, it's, but it's just a children's song. And it, yeah. it makes no sense. I don't even know if the Beatles ever... Well, to be fair, Revolver was the last project before they retired from playing live. So um, it never got played live. But Ringo... Uh, yeah, probably, they probably looked at that and went, can't play half of this live. Exactly, yeah. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. like, love me do, and now we're going to play Elner yeah. Rigby. Yeah, exactly. Well, I think there was a big thing in Revolver where they were um, learning how to use tape loops. So um, there's a couple of songs that use these weird fucking tape loops that were like using proper technology. They they, they had left um, they left Abbey Road and they were recording in the states. Uh, so they they had fucking like really high tech um, machines for them to mess around with. And the Beatles are one of those bands where they they'd go in and write in the studio as well. They'd have a few bits and bobs floating around, but they'd write in the studio. So um, they were able to use the technology in the studio to kind of start forging these new ideas. Um, the the start kind of forging all these kind of cool bits and pieces. So you have, I mean, my favorite song on there is uh, "Tomorrow Never Knows," um, which is the last song. song. It's just it's fucking. I mean, the whole album's only just over half an hour long. Like it's it's yeah. insane. But "Tomorrow Never Knows" just all tape loops and weird kind of Indian um, instruments mm-hmm. and shit. <laughs> so you've got all this kind of brand new high tech cool songwriting shit that's mad sound and Eleanor Rigby with the orchestra and it's like, what the fuck's going on <laughs> and then you've got this fucking and I'm not like I'm not adverse to fun I'm not yeah, exactly. foggy yeah. I'm not uh, being I, I get the Beatles had that side to them that made yeah. them a little bit like I don't know, Salvador Dali-ish or something yeah. surreal there's mad yeah. stuff going on but at the end of the day I know when I'm listening to that song I'm not enjoying it so let's get let's just get rid of it yeah exactly so like I said that, that was Yellow Submarine and uh, that, that's 100% kind of taints the entire album for me it should have been it should have been maybe a single only release or something like that yeah. much like Paperback Writer because uh, Paperback Writer was written in the same session as Revolver but they kept it off that's the album banger. it's a banger yeah and uh, that was just a single only release the way loads of bands used to do it just in between albums yeah. They just throw out a couple of singles to keep people happy, which you never really see anymore. Although it's kind of going back that way with Spotify releases. So 
Who knows? Yeah, I think people are just releasing singles and maybe getting onto an album where they can decide which of those singles is going to onto the album. So yeah, it is a bit in a way. So yeah, everything's coming back around. Anyway, that was uh, Yellow Submarine. Who's your next one? Mm. This is Sweet Sunshine by Beck from one of my favourite albums of all time. This would be a top 10 album for me. Mm. Top 10 albums. So, well, all of these albums are obviously my favourite albums. Yeah, yeah. Well, we're not going to be, ta- we're not gonna be talking about albums we don't like, are we? Yeah, otherwise, yeah, there'll be more than one yeah. gummy song on it. Yeah. But this is a real... See, right, right. So Mellow Gold is like Beck's... It was it's 90, 93, 94. Mm. Um, his first... Also, his first album, his major la- uh, major label debut, mm. um, and this album is the one that has "Loser" on it, the single uh, "Pain No Mind" and "Beer Can," all those singles. Yeah, and another just load of absolutely insane folky grunge, all yeah. pop, hip hop, psychedelic, amazing songs. Yeah, it's a mad album. And there's one real fucking ditch pig in there, and it's just <laughs> absolutely. It feels like. It's called Sweet Sunshine. It honestly feels like an absolute rain cloud right in the middle of the album as well. Mm. But um, just a little background to the album. It's uh, in an interview with Rolling Stones, he said that, um, I have the quote here actually, the whole concept of Mellow Gold is that it's a satanic K-Tel record that's been found in a trash dumpster. Quite matter-of-factly, a few people have molested it and slept with it and half-swallowed it before spitting it out. Someone played poker with it. Someone tried to smoke it. Then the record was taken to Morocco and covered with hummus and tabouli. Then it was flown back to a conversation of water skiers who skied on it, played frisbee with it. Then the record was put on a turntable and the original K-Tel album had reached a whole new level. It was taking, it was taking the whole freedom rock feeling. Yeah, I don't know. He's off his nut talking mm. about this. I don't know if he's a Mormon at this stage. But that's what, it's just, I think it, a fancy way of saying the whole thing is a battered mishmash yeah. put through the ropes and put back in again, spawn, respawn, shrunk, stretched. It's, it is fantastic. Yeah. But track seven, uh, Sweet Sunshine, is an absolute momentum killer. And uh, it's, we- it's, guess, it's wedged between the absolutely hilarious song, uh, Truck Driving, Creepy Truck Driving Neighbors Downstairs. <laughs> um, and the right after Sweet Sunshine comes the big summer single, Beer Can, which yeah. is weird summer single beer can and uh, this one in between it's just it's not unnerving i can do unnerving like fitter happier but i don't like an unpleasant song yeah do you know what i mean it's just great and then it goes on for four minutes and it's just really dull and grindy like i guess if i listen if i listen to it more and more over and over again i might find something to hook in like the drum loop isn't bad yeah but there's nothing there's nothing to look forward to i don't mind a dribble song if there's some bit towards the end that hooks you in yeah. It's nothing, and it's actually really disappointing to listen to the whole lot of Mellow Gold and get to Sweet Sunshine. I've never liked it as a kid. I thought maybe I knew it was going to be one of my favorite albums from the first time I got it. I bought it for because of Loser. Yeah, everyone bought it because of Loser. Then you're hoping that there's more songs like yeah, Loser. There are more Losers on there. Yeah. I don't know if Loser is the best song on that because I love the album so much that Loser is just like the sabotage. Yeah. Of, of, you know, of that album of Beastie Boys. Um, You've heard it so much that you don't know how much you like it anymore, but you know it's an amazing song. And yeah. also, it doesn't... Loser fits in perfectly so well with the album. It doesn't sound like a single out of nowhere as well. Yeah. But this is just uh, four minutes of not very good. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, 100% skipping. 
skipping sweet sunshine. I, th- I know a few people that are like, oh, I don't mind them. Like you, the fact that I don't, mind, it's, it's yeah. It's this is a a rough in the gem. This is yeah. it. This is the scratch. The scratch on the record. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So that's that. What is cool. your next one? Uh, my next one is Ice Cube with a song called Cash Over Ass. So yeah, you know where it's going. Um, <laughs> off a, it's a two-part album called War and Peace, and this is off the War Disc, which is the the first released one. So it's a double album yeah. essentially that was released. Um, I think it took I think two years off. I think it was two years off. Um, to make it maybe one year. Uh, so to do like the next one? Yeah, no, it was two years. So it was nineteen ninety eight. The War album came out, and then the year two thousand, the Peace album came out. So the Peace album was not good, not good. Um, that had all that fucking right. you can do it put your ass into a kind of club uh, that, right. the, all that kind of Puff Daddy uh, club music had started at that stage and Ice Cube was like yeah. we'll have a bit of that and um, <coughs> so it's, 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 it, this was his fifth album uh, 1998 so you got 1990 you have America's Most Wanted 1991 you have Death Certificate 1992 you have The Predator and then 1993 you have Lethal Injection now around this time he starts making uh, Friday and Anaconda, Three Kings, Next Friday. So he's got this kind of oh, five-year gap. Yeah, exactly. He's, he's got this five-year gap in between Lethal Injection and the War album. Now, I fucking love the War album. I think it's the last great Ice Cube album. The last one we put out last year, where I was fine, there's some good stuff on it, but it's like it's far from great. But I love the War album. And I, I, that's why this is more of a... Uh, this is definitely more of a fucking kind of a personal position now more than something that any sort of music critic would ever back up or any hip-hop magazine I'm sure like the source yeah. and all that when this came out they were like meh it's not America's Most Wanted or it's not Death Certificate or whatever this was very different from oh, the stuff he put the, out this is yeah well like th- th- there's a certain amount does, well all of this is subjective but even exactly. the albums we've chosen are subjective oh yeah like yeah, I know yeah. loads of people that would say that back album is not nowhere near perfect. It's crap. Yeah, yeah. It's bad. It's crap. Like, no, it's there's bad. only one crap song. On exactly. I know it. I'm exactly. that one song out. Yeah. yeah. Um, I fucking love this album. This came out, I listened, I nearly wore the fucking CD out. I, and I, uh, last year, finally, I was able to source a copy of it on vinyl. So now I finally have it. And it has like a, one of those lenticular kind of covers on it. See, so a move and it looks like Ice Cube was moving. It's cool looking. It's just really well put together. The CD was well put together. The LP is well put together. Um, is the Paris? Huh? Probably the part of screaming, yeah. <laughs> Who knows what's going on with this house at the moment, man. There's all sorts of mad shit going on. Um, so when this came out, I was mad for this. Like I said, his fifth album came out in Priority Records. He was after being, he spent five years away, kind of becoming a pretty big movie star. And then all of a sudden he's, bang, here's um, releasing the double album, but I'm going to take two years to release it. Here's disc one of my double album called uh, War and Peace. This is the war disc. And loads, loads of cool stuff on the album. It's so many different, like, styles of rapping and he'd kind of he'd kind of left behind like the pure gangbanger fucking shooting kind of shit like there's just bits of that in there but moving more towards like the whole concept of you know what if I was a warlord in Los Angeles as opposed to just a gangbanger you know what I mean there's a cool kind of concept behind the whole thing kind of almost like a post-apocalyptic feel to it and um like every song is like fuck it's really good and a real hooky and the production is outrageously good like holy shit and you get to this song it's called I don't Cash know much about this album I don't think I've probably listened to it a few times already yeah. it's, it's, Ice it's Cube worth was never Ice Cube was never I look Predator obviously but like, Predator's so good yeah I need to try and find a car. I have everything except for Predator that I want and, uh, but this comes out and it's just this fucking you know standard like cash over ass like fucking you know money is better than 
than Mott's type of fucking. Like I've heard it, you know what I mean. I've heard it a thousand Definitely times. Definitely not though. Like, uh, depends on how much money. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, how much money I have? I definitely have a price. Like, like you can have Mott's or you can have like twenty bajillion euro. I'll take the twenty bajillion euro. Um, because you can only you can only enjoy Mott's for so long. Like, depends on whether you have a partner or not. You know what I mean? You have a partner so long with Mott's. You can enjoy it because you live forever. Like. You start getting that like fresh blood pumped into you and all that blood boy bags. What are you gonna What are you gonna do with that fresh blood? It's gonna go flaccid and not. Yeah, you're gonna be old. You don't want to be fucking an old hard dick. You really don't. It's gonna get to a point where it's just like whatever. It's gonna be different. You have a partner. You have like a missus or a fella or whatever, and you're like, I love them. I'm gonna stay with them forever. That's different. Oh, that's uh, different. Yeah, you get to have yeah. that and the money. Exactly. But like, oh, yeah, on, well, obviously, if, yeah. Yeah, if you're on your own, like rolling single, you have to pick one or the other. Like, I'm picking the money every time, lad. Um, <laughs> every time, like, I would, but do you know what? I, I might not even have to be that much money, um, just enough to get <laughs> the me older trip. you get, the, the older <laughs> you get, much like footballer, the older you get, the transfer price is going down, yeah, exactly. Is I know, will I get a year out of it? I get a good year, a good six months out of it, yeah, yeah all right, grand, yeah, um, then it's break me, promise. I, uh, but yeah, this, this song's just, <laughs> it's just not, it's, it's not that it's shy, it just does, it doesn't fit with the whole kind of warlord kind of aesthetic that he's going for and it's yeah. the production is real annoying it has this kind of it tried to do this kind of uh, early 90s type of feel to it and it just doesn't work it feels like it was just thrown together um, yeah. in a couple of days I think there's, there's someone else on it as well no I there's not there's very few excuse me very few perfect rap albums there's so many songs on them yeah. and the gas thing about rap albums is they fill up the CD but rap itself there's so many lyrics there's more yeah. lyrics in one rap song than there is on most rock most albums, albums. yeah exactly it's very so difficult it's to find perfect yeah. perfect hip hop albums I think I have two of them on this playlist um, or as close right. to perfect as it gets yeah, really, yeah, really. Obviously, yeah, yeah. Um, I think I have two of them on the on this playlist, and because um, the skit the skits can throw things off as well. I Big fucking time. hate skits, man. I fucking hate them. If I if they, I had if I rubbed a fucking lamp and a genie popped out and he said you got three wishes, <laughs> yeah. and one of them is obviously loads of money, and I don't. But the other one is whatever. Fuck a twelve yeah. inch dong. Like this fucking the third one. Then is going to be. Can we have all skits removed from hip hop albums? Please? Do you know what annoys me the most? The one the ones on the score by Fuji's are because ter- they're not even funny. Yeah. Yeah. Terrible. That Eminem one's bothered the shit out of me as well. They're shite as well. Yeah. But don't mind the Wu Tang. Let them wait with it. Yeah, Wu Tang generally used them as like intros to songs, and I can kind of get around. And they're short, though. Aren't yeah, they? yeah, yeah. They're, they're not too bad at all. It's Does, the Eminem ones Fuji, where it's. Some, yeah, Fuji, Snoop Dogg, and Eminem. Oh, fucking a minute and a half. Like, that yeah. lads, come on. Get the fuck out of here. Like, literally half. There was, a, there was a period there in like the kind of mid 2000s, early mid 2000s, where every album was half skits. And it was torture. You might have been getting like five songs on that album, and the rest of it was yeah. bulked out by skits. Anyway, listen, that's Ice Cube Catch Over Ass. Um, it's yeah. not a good song. It's just a skipper. It's a pure skipper. Like the album yeah. has corn on it. There's a song called Fuck Dying, and it has corn, and it doesn't have uh, Jonathan on it. Great. Yeah, but he's not on it. It's great. It's just a band. Oh, all right, cool. And uh, it's real, it's real evil. It's fucking, it's fucking some super stuff going on, like in terms of uh, yeah. how to how to make a, a hip hop album. It's very different from from anything else that was out around yeah, that time. Yeah. Uh, anyway, who's your next one? The next one's gonna get me in trouble with Who fans. All right, I think Who's Next is my favorite Who album. I think it's almost perfect. And even this song, I don't, I don't think it's too bad. 
But not only do I don't, I think it comes in at the wrong time, I don't really like it that much in the context of the whole album. And ultimately, if I'm being perfectly honest, I'd, like I said, I don't hate it, but I don't think it's a very good song. Mm. And that song is, the song is over. From, yeah, like I said, Who's Next, 1971. Yeah. It comes in at track five. So you get this absolutely blistering first four songs with like Bob O'Reilly getting in tune and stuff like that. My wife and bargain. Like those songs are just, sorry, not getting in tune. Getting in tune is the song that comes after it, which sounds like if you just erase the song is over, getting in tune should have been the next song. Because getting in tune, it just feels, now, I will say this. The song is over, finishes with this. It's a long song. I think it's over six minutes long. Mm. It is because we have to think of things the way it was back then. Side A and side B. Why these songs were yes. put in this order. Um, it does finish with a big swirling synthy and, and harm, harmony vocals, I think, at the end of it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I don't like it. I just don't like the song. It's yeah. The lyrics... Are a lot weaker than the rest of the album. And I know that some of the stuff, the lyrics on this are either tongue in cheek or just too cheesy. Yeah. Well, what I will say is you could take, if you took this song out, it would be, it would be wobbly because there'd be not enough on side A. Mm. So have a solution for all the people that are angry. I've just said the song, the song is over. I know loads of Hill fans and things. And the critics absolutely love this song. Yeah. Some people consider this the best song on this album. That's mm-hmm. fucking bollocks, man. It's absolutely mm. horseshit. So have a solution so I don't get hung too much. There was a song recorded in the same sessions that is on the the, the re-release, the remaster yeah. called Naked Eye. So I want that replaced. I want that to replace the song is over. Mm. Not maybe we'll have to rejig a few things because I know that would finish Side A well. Naked Eye is a fucking deadly song. Yeah. Actually, you could even swap Naked Eye, put that as the opener and put Getting In Tune back up there. Switch them around. If you're, if a lot of people will know what I'm talking about with this, they might not know Naked Eye, give it a listen. And then also listen to The Song Is Over and realize it's too schmaltzy, it's too cheesy. Yeah. And it's... That's my solution. So I will give it, that's my problem with it, but at least <laughs> I've given a solution. It doesn't yeah. sit right. I don't want it there. I find what I do is I don't always skip it, but I will f- skip it halfway through it, even yeah. though it actually gets better the more it goes into it. <laughs> I've just been fucked off by the start of it so much. The song is over. It's mm. too cheesy for me, man. And he, it's it's one of the most noticeable times you can hear yeah. Roger Daltrey singing in an American accent when he's clearly English. That's fine when you're doing that. He's, it, man, like, the but Rolling Stones never sounded English, really. Well, they do sometimes. But you know what I mean? When they, when they wanted to, they didn't. Yeah. Roger Daltrey, sometimes you can hear this kind of conflict coming out in his accent. Mm. And I find that in this song. And I don't like it. Did I mention that I didn't like it? I don't yeah, like I, it. I did. I did hear this. I want I it replaced with The Naked Eye, <laughs> which is a much better song recorded in the same sessions yeah. and only released years after. It doesn't yeah. sit right. I want the gun. The song is over. My opinion's over. This song is over. What's <laughs> what's your next one? Uh, my next one is uh, "Insane in the Brain" by Cypress Hill off Black Sunday. Really? Yep. 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 I suppose yep. it's definitely not the best song on that album. So does that? It's just uh, I, I don't know. I just I don't like it. Uh, is it because you've heard it too much? I de- I definitely have heard it too much, but also. But it, just if don't like it. A, if this, that's fair enough. But you reckon if it wasn't a single and it was just 
like down the end and no one talked about it <sighs> like a... I don't know I think it still stand out I think like oh right, right. it I, does just, sound weird on this album it doesn't work that. on this album this like yeah. this album was fucking huge uh, so it's 1993 Black Sunday comes out um, it comes out while their first album is still in the charts so uh, Cypress Hill become the first ever hip hop group to have um, two albums in the top 10 at the same time uh, this was one of the first songs I remember. I know was it Troyer setting the air up before yeah. this? Uh, yeah, so how we could just kill a man as well. Yeah, so I had heard them, but I wasn't really a fan. <laughs> and I, I, I remember hearing this song. Yeah, and in my head thinking, "Fuck, I get these now," but I yeah. didn't get them at all. It was wrong because they're way darker and slower than this. Yeah. So I know what you mean by this Big song time. being like this. Mm-hmm. This album went triple platinum, three three and a half million copies sold. Um, it's a huge, huge fucking album. Um, this song, okay. So there's a legend, okay. There's a legend to go with this song. So DJ Muggs from Cypress Hill, he produced "Jump Around" for House of Pain in 1992, right? right. So the legend is that they see how big "Jump Around" gets while they're in the studio recording "Black Sunday," right? And yeah. Muggs says, like. Well, it's listen, I didn't know any of this. Yeah. So he says, he turns around to the rest of the band and he goes, you know what? Like, I could just do that again. Like, and they're like, what do you mean? He says, well, I made jump around. Like, and like, I know how I made it. And I know the samples I made and all this kind of shit. So why don't they just do that again? And they said, yeah, yeah, go on, do it. So like, there's a bit, there's this weird kind of ambiguity about the samples that are used in both songs. Like if you, I was reading about it, there's like Descent in the Camp. And the legend has it that loads of the samples that were used in Jump Around were used in Insane in the Brain, just kind of stretched out and retimed. I was going to say, like when you said that, I was like, is he going to use the same samples? Yeah. Or is he going to change it around a bit? Because some of them sound like they are them, but they're not. Yeah, exactly. Reversed so, or yeah. pitched or something. He, yeah. Like the, the exact same formula that he used to make Jump Around he used to make yeah. insane in the brain and it gets it's almost like they, to be as big like it's like what they used to do in the 90s and and er, no in the 90s it never happened in the 80s it didn't happen in the 2000s remember the 90s someone would just release the same song again slightly differently like yeah. scatman and scatman's world yeah and scatman's planet or something to be the next one and it's like it's the same song same fucking song exactly Nickelback same back did it in a different yeah. album but yeah so i often wonder like producers yeah. go just like, like, think, think about fucking. I think about like the the main thing and and jump around like, and the stuff like that in a sign the membrane. I always call it insane the membrane, even though it's a sign the brain. Apparently, it was meant to be called a sign the membrane, but they wouldn't let it because it was gangster slang. It's um, in the brain. Yeah, um, but they use the same. Uh, apparently, the legend has has it that. Mugs went off and used the exact same thing. So because of that, you end up with this big giant pop hit. And um, it's it's much the same. If you go and listen to like Fine Malt Lyrics or something or uh, any of the first two uh, House of Pain yeah. albums, like that, there's nothing else like like jump around on it. You've got like Danny Boy and Aubrey Troy, but it's it doesn't work. You know? Yeah, I like I remember getting this album because I never got the first album. I yeah. thought I hadn't really I'd heard bits on like Jesus, I don't know, off the radio, maybe I can't Yeah, remember. I mean, there was a couple of singles. You had uh, Insane in the Brain, uh, When the Shit MTV, Goes Down, yeah, I MTV Ain't Going Out Like That, and Lick a Shot were all singles off it as well. Um, yeah. four, four singles. But, like, the rest of the album is so, like, gothic and dark. That's what I mean, yeah. It's, it, it is. It, it, Insane, 
it's called yeah. Like it, <laughs> yeah. is not a representation of the grimness of the album. Exactly. Now, it, it, I can't begrudge it because it made them like immensely famous. Like, if you slowed it down, famous. it might fit in, actually. I th- there is a weird version of There's a whole remix version of the album. I think the, there's two, two or three versions of... Uh, yeah. of that song now if you bought the 12 inch singles Jesus Christ I think it was like four remixes on each side so there's definitely slow ones um, out right. there as well but it's just this is one of the greatest hip hop albums ever made it's pretty much perfect um, it's not quite tarnished by that track but I think it would be better without it I think that that song just Man, fucks up the flow. You're actually you're actually getting songs that are singles as well. I yeah. actually only have one single, and I'm thinking, fuck, I I tried to get more singles onto it. Mm. It's interesting because it is a single can fuck up the flow of an album yeah, for many reasons. It might even fit in theme wise, but because you've heard it so much, you know, like <laughs> well, over here and closer by Nine Inch Nails is a weird moment when I listen to the album. Mm. I know that that is possibly the best song on the album. But yeah. it's not to me anymore. Sick of it, yeah. yeah. Sick of it, yeah. yeah. I, I'm trying to still a, not no have way, that. Yeah. Like closer. I'll yeah. it's like closer. It's, a, it's an absolute uber banger. It's, it's, it's yeah. a killer. Yeah. I'm doing my absolute damnedest here not to like begrudge a song because I've heard it a million yeah, times. Yeah, it's hard. It's hard. Um, but it, it can be difficult. I just, I just think that in saying the brain, well, it's a killer song, again, would have been better on as a single or so, I don't know. It just doesn't doesn't fit the album and it's it's definitely a skipper for me definitely a skipper yeah. for me and this album like every other song in this album is fucking perfect this is a rare occurrence of like as close to perfect the hip-hop album as you can get you know yeah. f- fucking I'll, I'll, skip, I'll skip certain songs and albums if i like them but they're just at the wrong time of the album and yeah I'm getting into a nice flow yeah and the single pops up and all you can you start seeing the video in your head yeah exactly this is we a shouldn't big, have that big yeah. problem that's a big yeah. problem for me. Anyway, that's insane in the brain by Cypress Hill from 1993. Who is your next one? Yes. Oh, we're going back to less than a year ago. Mm. Do you believe that? It's Tool's last album, Fear mm. Inoculum, is, I wouldn't say, like, I think it without this song, Chocolate Chip Trip, yeah. I might think this album is perfect, but I also might be wrong. But I'll never know, because I yeah. just... I think taking this out makes the album infinitely better. I think it's already an incredible album. I do actually think it's incredible. I talked about this before. People waited and cried over two albums coming out for ages. And I know loads of people that listen to half of it on their phone and turned it off. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, Fucking speakers on their phone. Yeah. An album that is arguably one of the best produced rock records of all time. Yeah. Joe Bracey did a fucking unreal job on it. Drums, just you'll never hear drums like it's, this. It sounds great. I, I'm not a Tool fan, and when this came out, yeah. I listened to it twice in the same day while walking around town, and then I listened to it three yeah. or four more times uh, in the weeks afterwards, and I really enjoyed it. And again, I'm not a massive Tool yeah. fan. I just allowed yeah. myself to not have those preconceived notions. I tried to cut think, the, the Tool fan out and oh, just go like, hard. "What's the music like?" Fuck I the think rest. This what's album the music? flows better than a lot of Tool albums. Really, I, just I enjoyed feel, it. Like it's hard to make a Tool album flow. I, I think, yeah, maybe. I mean, it does sound very flowy. Um, that does work well. The rest of them, like especially 10,000 Days, is scatty. It doesn't mm. really fucking flow it up. But the problem with this is there's three instrumentals or interludes on yeah. Fear Inoculum. And two of them are two minutes long each. And there's loads of songs. There's loads of meh bits on my favorite albums. Two minutes, if it finishes before two minutes are there for, yeah. it doesn't matter what they do in that two minutes, it hasn't thrown me off. Yeah. After two minutes, they can fucking throw me off. 
Anakin put me off. And chocolate chip trip is just a pointless five minutes on. Nearly yeah, five minutes. Yeah. It's it's this Danny Carey wrote it. There's a synth line that goes and the drums over are great, but I sorry, but drums are not enough to save a song. Mm. And I love drums, but drums to me will always be part of a song that make it either incredible or it, they're just there. Yeah. They're not they would never go. Now, I've often listened to Smash Brooklyn's go, fuck that. Jimmy Chamberlain just made that song way better than it was. But it's still not the, the bit I would care too much about to make a song entirely about. Yeah. Whereas the rest of the stuff is, is irritating. The synths were a crap. Yeah. The stuff in the background is garbage. It is. This is the third. It's actually, it's the second of the three. And the mm. thing that really, really annoys me about it is in the digital format, you can skip easy these days. And I don't care what anyone says. People skip this chocolate chip chip song. Mm. There's no way people listen to performance of this. What annoys me is that CD only had, it's already a fucking bloated album, a little bit, a little bit. Some of the parts of the songs are a little bit bloated, but I wouldn't take that away from it. Mm. The CD had a choice to, to, had to cut something to put this, uh, to put the CD out to fit onto one CD. Yeah. So instead of, cutting chocolate chip trip and putting the other two on it cut the other two and put this on That's and bad. the other two aren't even offensive yeah and they fit in nicely where they are the last mm. song is a bit crap but it's the last one you get yeah. away with murder as the last song there's certain songs that i want to put on this like i wouldn't put a, a hidden track on this yeah thing that we're making here it's no no point you yeah. let people away with that but they put chocolate trip trip on on the cd yeah and you're listening to it just going, but this is stupid. Mm-hmm. So, so there's versions where people are <laughs> like, you still have to play this where you take out all of them. You don't need to take out all of them. You just need to take this out. And yeah. it's perfect. The mm-hmm. album Fear and Knuckle is perfect to take this out. Arguably, you won't listen to the mocking beat, mocking board, the very last song if you don't want to. Yeah. But it's not really getting in the way of anything. Mm-hmm. This is, the song Chocolate Chip Trip sounds stupid. <laughs> the song itself yeah. sounds stupid and it's so very 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 unnecessary it's named after like when Danny Curry would bake cookies and eat them all day while he's in the studio it's yeah. it's it's a lot of prog albums have this typical fuck about on the mm. bit of it like yes and all will have that's fine you get to it but it's such a fucking shame because the songs some of the, a lot of songs on this album aren't as good as other two old songs so they have to be fucking careful but they're not careful they blow it out to an hour and 26 minutes. Madness. The album is. That's stupid. Yeah. That's a Madness. double album, really. Yeah. But if it's a double album, then you are really breaking it up into two sides properly, yeah, in which yeah. case we would really notice how fucking shit this song is. Yeah, standing true, on its, true. Standing true. on its own. No. Do you know what? It's the kind of instrumental that annoying Tool fans will convince themselves is genius. Yeah. And then annoyingly try to convince other people that it's Of course. Cool. It's not going to fly with me. That's the I'm gimmick. A I'm a Till fan since the first time I heard them. I don't like this song. I don't think people should make excuses for it. Get this off the CD version and get it off your fucking playlist version on Spotify. That's all I'm saying. Mm. That's it. I don't defend it. Chocolate chip trip, delete. Can you imagine I how am. many, like when that finally comes out on vinyl, it's going to have to be like fucking four or five LPs. Absolutely. It? And, and the, the, the annoying thing is, this will be allowed on it. If oh, the yeah. CD is getting to go, boy, they'll 
I can't remember pronounce the, the the first track. It's like one one minute fifty six. It's fine. Mm. It's a nice little piece of music. Uh, the knocking beat is grand because at the end, I don't really care. But yeah. this is unavoidable. It's a big giant stepping stone. F- nearly five minutes. And if you think about that, right? Stink fist and schism are five six minutes. Yeah. Fuck uh, off. F- yeah. Fuck off. Fuck this. Do away with it. That's that's my that's my fifth one anyway. What's your next one? Uh, my last one. Uh, we're staying we're staying with hip hop here and uh, we're moving on to what I consider to be probably the best hip hop album ever made I've been talking about this since we started the uh, the show um, and it has has one let down moment and it's the very very last song on it and it's uh, Bible B-I-B-L-E by Jizza off Liquid Swords um, from right. 1995 it's just not I hate when the last song is crap it's I mean, it's just the be- not good it's the, it's the best time for it to be crap yes by far but it's disappointing because me and you grew up listening to rock albums and the rock album has to have a big closer yeah so we're this, used to that this just doesn't it's like this song is missing everything that makes Liquid Swords great like it's it's a, it's Jizza and Killer Priest which is another Wu-Tang member there's a couple of guests uh, guests on this yeah, it's very hard to find a Wu-Tang kind of solo album that doesn't have at least one or two of the other lads on it as well but uh, like Killer Priest is alright he's fine but this song, it's like production-wise, it's mad different from the rest. It doesn't. It's it's just missing that like, yeah, kind of grimy, grim flavor that fucking that the rest of Liquid Swords has, um, and that like the first yeah. Wu Tang album has. It's just it sounds like like because it was recorded in someone's basement. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Um, it's like, it's it's kind of relentlessly catchy. Um, Sorry. but like in the it's wrong way catchy song. yeah it's weird to have a catchy song at the, at the last song on any yeah. album hip hop or not yeah it just doesn't like the rest of the album is mad catchy but this is like almost trying to do oh I don't even know it's not pop it's like a failed experiment that like how to mix this kind of this really dirty New York style and try and make yeah. like a pop song and it just doesn't work it sounds like it was just like we had the song left over and we tacked it on because there's space on the LP you know like yeah um, like I said it's the last song it's just the, the chorus is real annoying uh, the verses aren't great um, yeah. uh, and it's stuck, probably stuck down the end for a reason here's the thing I was maybe. thinking right Th- this is mad dilemma that I had I have the track list pretty much worked out for my album now mm. and I had I wrote a song that is to me the album finisher like how yeah. I want the album to sound at the end and then I realised fuck man this is to me one of the best songs on the album yeah but it's down the end what if people don't even get down that far? This is and, a, do you know what I mean? It's a big problem. It's a big problem so, with di- digital music in particular. So this is why I'm like, oh shit, man. If someone bought this record, yeah. they would listen to the, the second side and they would get to it and they'd realize why that song is at the end. Yeah. So what I had to do was, I had to do what a lot of people do and they close the first side with it. Yeah. So on CD, yeah. that doesn't mean shit all. Yeah. There's no... There's nothing in your head that makes you... Oh, through my youth, I completely forgot side A and side B. But it that's is. A, you have to understand as well, when we were when we were like forced proper, properly buying music, well, not necessarily forced, but like in our formative years, it would have been CDs, yeah. which is like the only format that doesn't have sides. Like before yeah. that, we, we had tapes and LPs and now we're back to LPs. It's, it's really important to give that sort of break in the middle of an album. And it, it definitely it is. You, it makes you sort of structure certain things and also you can restart a feel halfway yes, through you can exactly you can end it in a certain way and restart yeah. it 
But on CD, yeah. So it's mad. Like it's very for whatever reason, very strange. For whatever reason, fucking uh, thing still works. Loads of albums still work because they are still written with that in mind. Yeah, yeah. And that's exactly. what I've tried to do with this. And I'm trying to. That's what it's mad. So I reckon he went right. Well, it's different for them. It's different for fucking. I he's think gonna, he, I think he just he's gonna know it. people are listening to the whole album. He's no, yeah. he knows. But at the same time, if you have an album or a song you're not hundred percent sure, the last track is probably the best place. To put yeah, it. I, I, I guess. I, I think yeah, I think yeah, right. I think it's just it was there. It was finished. It was also it was a uh, because he had Killer Priest on it as well, and it might have been a little snub to him if it didn't end up on the album. So we said just throw it last, and. You know, like you said, thank God it is last, but it's just it's the only song on the album that doesn't doesn't work. Everything else in the album, you're like, holy fuck, that's good. Holy shit, that's good. Oh my god, that's good. And it's like, and do you reckon the, what's the song before? Oh, Does that fuck. finish the album? Uh, I think the song before it. I can tell you now. After the fucking, let me see what's before it. Yeah, I got your back. Which is the is the one before it, which is like finished with. The, I often think like. Yeah, you could like, absolutely finish with that. Like, I think the whole when idea, you when you, you obviously do finish yourself, or do you do you play this song through? It depends on whether the phone is named you or have a Bluetooth or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like, if I'm walking and it's on, absolutely. Like, next album, I'm putting on yeah. something else. Um, so to yeah. you, that is the last song, the other last song, the other pretty one much. Yeah. yeah. So it's mad. Bible is it's not really religious. I mean, it's B I B L E, which stands for Basic Instructions Before Leaving Earth. Is what it stands for. Like, yes, like it's even cool. a big, big, long fucking <laughs> name. But it's, oh, it's not super religious. It's kind of, it, it, it's, I think it's kind of about like when religion does you no good at the end of your life. I think that's the, the idea behind it. You know what I mean? Like you might be able to take a bit of solace from it, but like at the end of the day, it was probably nonsense, and you shouldn't pay too much attention yeah. to it. So like behind this message behind it, it's not the end of the world. Like I'm like, oh, I kind of get behind that a little bit. Yeah, but it's just it doesn't work. And uh, like I said, it's it's uh, fucking. I had to, had to listen to it again for this um, playlist and this podcast. That's probably the last one I'm going to listen to it for the next couple of years. <laughs> yeah, same with me and loads of yeah, these songs. I'm, I'm, Actually, I'm done with them. Like I went, I went back over them to make sure I was not giving them a hard time. And yeah, no, they're all gone. They're all off skippers. Exactly. All these are skippers for me. Exactly. So, uh, who's your last one? Hi, Garrett. <laughs> Shut up. Uh, MJ is back again. He can't oh. just can't keep him down. Can't get enough. Um, Jesus, yeah. We, just for the people that don't know, we were, we did a, a little MJ skit that did actually quite alright on the internet. People liked it as well as I like it. They've done it's good comedy. You uh, normally, I think it's a kind of role reversal as well. You kind of played the straight guy. Oh, it's it's I, I, I can't I even thinking about it now. I'm uh, I'm after turning on a little fan. You might hear it, but so what? Uh, uh, I can't <laughs> think of back to what I've watched that about four times this week, and every time your face starts hurting me, <laughs> to me, it's still really funny. I, I enjoyed the shit out of it, I enjoyed the shit yeah. out of it, but I can't, but like, I was so I was so twisted up laughing from the second it started that when I look at it, I'm, I don't even recognize myself. My face is <laughs> so pained. I'm like, what well, is that really what I look like? Is the that bit, like the 100%? Bit, no, there's, a, there's a bit where you didn't, your face made such a weird face <laughs> thing, that it didn't look like you. And that was when we were doing the Rorschach bits, Rorschach test. Oh, in the middle of it, when I did it, my father was in the box. You just mm. fucking, you look like, your soul fell out of your arse and all that's left was a, cr- a, a crumpling I like, can't, 
can't even I don't even know how we're going to fucking top that or get close to it we again. can't no we can't anyway my point is uh, yes. Michael Jackson is, is, is picked this is an interesting one hmm. um, this is off, off the wall which I consider like I consider his fourth album it's not it's his fifth hmm. album hmm. but the other ones were those gammy solo albums that yeah. I don't listen to this is maybe first one modern bit, bit it's his first one with Quincy Jones and his yeah. first one on Epic off Owl Motown yeah although uh, Epic part of Motown I don't know I think it is actually it might be a subsidiary I don't know um, I don't no no Sony I don't know I don't know it doesn't matter anyway it's for Epic and it's who we stay with um, this album is almost flawless disco punk kind mm. of trip down funky lane funky lane Bypassing disco. Girlfriend is the song I picked. Yeah. And it comes in in the latter half of the album, right after the banger, uh, Off the Wall, the title track, and right before the ballad, She's Out of My Life, which is cheesy, but it's still a good ballad. It's mm. still a good ballad. And it's weird. She's Out of My Life could have came earlier. Do you know what? The problem is, this song, Girlfriend, is the song that bridges those two. They have to go from off the wall which is a fast fast paced disco kind of song yeah to she's out of my life which is jesus barely any drums in it do you know what i mean mm. like and it has to go from that so i have to put girlfriend into to bumper that to slow it down but it's a shite song yeah it was it's a really earlier. it's song. not good like not good at all and um it sucks and it was the last single this is my only single that i've picked and it's a single off this and i don't know why it's a single because uh Fucking hell! There's probably so many to, other songs that could probably have, trying to prove to people that he wasn't weird. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he does like yeah. girls, ladies and gentlemen. Well, here's the thing: he didn't write that song. Paul McCartney wrote it for uh, him. Uh. Then, what he Paul McCartney released it with Wings. And if you listen to Wings' version, it sounds a little bit like a lot of Paul McCartney stuff could be tongue in cheek. Yeah, yeah. Because it's it's a little bit cheesy, and there's a whole middle eight section that Michael Jackson never did. But Michael Jackson then went on to record it. But here's the thing. They didn't tell Quincy Jones that it was already on a Wings album. He would have absolutely gone, absolutely not happened. Oh, yeah, of course, song. yeah. Even if it was written by someone else, Paul yeah. McCartney could turn around and fucking whatever. Yeah. But uh, it got released anyway. So if he had found out, we would have had that song taken off and the album would be perfect. But here's another thing. It's, after all, isn't Michael Jackson's best album. Mm. But it's the closest he came to a solid, straight through, no fucking around. Yeah. Because as much as I love Thriller, bad and definitely to a much lesser extent dangerous dangerous is messy loads yeah. of songs they take off dangerous mm. there's a couple of bits in bad no bad's almost perfect okay I'll forget that for, but Thriller's got stuff on it I just don't really like that much yeah so I wouldn't even I'm saying this that's that's a better album it's got better songs but it's a more of a less chance of that being perfect mm, and when mm. I mean perfect I don't mean the perfect amazing album I mean perfect in its own context yeah like this off the wall album plays straight through perfectly yeah, down. yeah. even even she's out of my life you accept it because you know eventually it has to slow down but it slows down with this fucking girlfriend song and mm. it's crap and girlfriend even the, the, the do you know what it has that annoying Paul McCartney melody that he can put in that you know do you ever Na, 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 na. you know yeah, that melody yeah, yeah. is annoying for a fucking reason and this <laughs> sounds like that yeah. no that's a bad melody yeah, like, yeah. I know a bad melody when you repeat certain t- t- fucking Jesus Christ just the certain things that are awful Yeah, and bands do it sometimes where you're like, especially in a recent single you're like what made you put those notes yeah, together why? they're awful why? Yeah. 
Yeah, some things don't work. Some things don't work. Yeah, yeah, right. I listened to the song earlier. It's, it's not good. It's this just... is a jagged edge. And the gas thing is, like, a lot of people might say, she's out of my life. Is the... it's like, no, that's, that's a really well-written ballad. It's, mm. not, it's not my favorite song. Like, I'm saying, let's say if you... I still think this album is slightly better than Dangerous and people are going to go fucking mad go, why don't we? People that still listen to us after we slag Michael Jackson yeah. although we stayed we stayed fairly I think we didn't we didn't really take too much to piss out well we didn't dig in we didn't go for the obvious yeah yeah we didn't go down that route yeah, yeah but we I definitely think didn't a lot of people would be surprised yeah a lot of people would be surprised that I would put Bad Over Thriller mm. a lot of people would be surprised that I put Off The Wall Over Dangerous so of the four of the four killer albums, the four absolute killers in a row, mm. yeah, bad thriller, off the wall, dangerous, yeah, and I think a lot of people agree. So, yeah, in conclusion, in conclusion, this is one of the one of the times where he could have had. It's it wouldn't have been if this song was taken off, it wouldn't have been the, made it hugely better, but it would yeah. have played straight to the finish without any gamminess. Mm, but this mm. is a big old stick jagged edge called Girlfriend. Yeah. Doesn't work. That's it. That's my last Doesn't one. work. That That's our, it. That was our rough among the songs that stick out and we don't want them to pick a jagged edge. Yeah, I guess. Mm. Speaking of jagged edge, someone fucking hit my car on my road now. Did they? Yeah. Someone smashing their car? Neighbour came out and... Uh, Went right into the bumper. And here's the oh. fucking boxy thing. I'm going to have to give them the bill. And I thought, that's mad awkward for me. Fuck them. Yeah, I know. And they, they came over straight away and went, shit, real sorry about that. Just, let's you know, sort it out. And, uh, Is, are they going to sort it out? She's yeah. Dead yeah, but I have to do, like, a, the, it's awkward. Mm. So I went to a guy today and he gave me the fucking price. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, yeah. there. But then I go to another couple. So it looks, it looked like I, you know, tried to get the lowest price I can. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because insurance, man. Imagine insurance to do. Ooh. No crack. So anyway, that, was, that was a little story about Jagged Edges. And the end of our... <laughs> Jagged, I got a new stool or a new chair for sitting on and it's uh, it's much more comfortable and it's less noisy and it actually has a back that walks on it. But uh, nice. I need to t- I think I need to tighten the screw in the middle of it. It's, it's a bit wonky. So I need to sort that. I'm going to sort that out now while this uh, this podcast is processing. Uh, but yeah, anyway, we By are way, back. Tell, let, yeah. let us know before you sorry, Let us know before you do. I'm in, really interested to find out. I I care most of the time what people think and what and their suggestions. But this is the one I'd be really interested in finding out because it's going yeah, to cause murder. It's going to cause. I can't wait for the murder on the on the tread when we put this up. Yeah, I, I want to know what other people say. Uh, yeah. What tracks other people um, think. Yeah. Uh, kind of ruin albums or, or fuck up albums that may not have to be your, yeah. like your most favourite album of all time and yeah. just one song will show you like that's that'd be nice to know as well like but is that one album you think is just ugh, do you know what it'd be much better without this or whatever tell yeah. us uh, go on to the Facebook and tell us speaking of Facebook we're on facebook.com forward slash lost air podcast uh, if you like what we do you can support us with a subscription to our Patreon which is patreon.com forward slash lost air podcast that really well. helps we really appreciate it really helps honestly yeah. it doesn't go unseen it really um, all of our links, necessary. exactly. All of our links are up on lostartpodcast.com. Um, cost money to do this. It's paying the bollocks. Um, money boys, especially in the middle of a pandemic where everybody's living off the social welfare. It's a fucking nightmare. We were supposed to open, um, go back to work on Monday and it's being pushed back again. So I think it's our fourth pushback now. We were ready to go. Um, so 
it looks like we're staying on the dole for another while. And it's really hard to do this and, and pay your fucking normal and house they're, rent they're, and bills. They're, they're cutting us. That's actually started, isn't it? <laughs> they said it started. It didn't start for me. Um, I don't know. I, 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 do you know what? It's so hard to find information about what's happening in our lives right now because... Do it's, you reckon they were clever enough to remember all the people that work in bar trade and can't go back to work so that they wouldn't cut us down? I doubt it. Did I they d- fuck? Yeah, I doubt it. I mean, I, I just don't. I, I don't know what's going on. Even yeah, even when uh, they gave their talk the other day about um, you know, we were due to find out if we were going to open on Monday or not because we were told whatever like a month and a half ago, well, the twenty mm. fourth of fucking of of, of September, you're going back to work. So everybody in the bar is like, right, here we go, right, let's get it done. So we've been breaking up bollocks for the last last couple of weeks, getting the getting the place together. And then we find out. Um actually I watched the I watched the press conference and I couldn't make head or tail of it. And I went to the RTE.ie and I couldn't make head or tail of it. I had to wait until I saw an article on like the angry bartender or one of those random pages to actually find out the details. And then even even stuff like they announced some new grants. Um Trying to find the grants to keep businesses alive, they have them all buried on on different websites. It's impossible to find. It's not like there's like and they're trying to they're trying to slow people down. So the fastest, like you know what I mean, like stagger the people who can get there first. Oh yeah, yeah basically yeah. like doing an Easter egg hunt. Whoever can find the right answer will come. Yeah, to the yeah, yeah. If we put it out there, our will be our service will be jammed. Maybe, yeah, I just I, I just don't understand why there's not like a whatever Ireland.ie forward slash grants or whatever you know fucking government.ie or whatever website they want to use revenue.ie forward slash grants. They have like, they have to do it, but they don't want to make it easy. Yeah, but they, they, what what the mad annoying thing is, I've already said we've put aside six hundred million for grant. Like the money's there in grant, you know what I mean? Super. Yeah. Um, like if the money's there, the, you have the, to have the people to process these things. So the world is bollocks, man, isn't it? Like financially, uh, we're fucked. Yeah, I don't. Whatever, I can't I can't even think of it. Think about go it, day, yeah. go go day by day, and just hope for the fucking best. Um, speaking of hoping for the best, we're back doing. Uh, this is going out on Monday, so this weekend coming, we're gonna have Lost Star TV. Um, for you again. So that's up. Um, on the Mixed Cloud. Um, yeah. website all the links again are up on our Facebook page or our, our normal fucking lostart.com lostartpodcast.com should I say sorry um, we're back to on TV uh, this weekend this Saturday um, Saturday gone was our radio show so it looks like we're doing one on one off so we'll do TV radio TV radio TV until yeah. this is whatever until both of us are back and work and then we'll figure out something else um, listen mm. you, you you gang at home survive long enough with just podcasts opposite. You, you'll survive um, thanks for the support really appreciate it it's actually it has boosted up you have been uh, going out of your way to share it more we appreciate exactly it. makes a big difference anyway that's it for this week for us we're back again on Monday with a fresh podcast we'll talk to you then good night see you good night